Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to WCW US Wrestling Revisited. This is January 19th, 2016. I am your host, King NWO GTS, and I have John the Human Suflex Machine in the chat box. Tonight we are going to talk about we were supposed to talk about Lowdown's pick, but he ain't here, so we'll have to talk next week on his pick. But tonight's pick, courtesy of Jean, is the Royal Rumble 1995. So let's get started, and I will read to you the matches on the cards. All right, first opening match of the 1995 Royal Rumble was Buck Quartermain defeated the Brooklyn Brawler in a singles match. John, what did you think of that match? easier, John, to go through each match or uh, want me to do each match, then you say what you thought, or do you want me to do the whole card and then tell me what you think?
What did you think of the, oh, Dark Knight? That one I told you about, Buck Quartermain and uh, Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, tell me what you thought of that match, and then I'll tell you the next match. Okay, uh, that's all right. We can, uh, now the next match, I think you already talked about it, but uh, you can talk about it a little bit more. I'm going to talk about it. Jeff Jarrett with the roadie defeated Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title. Like you said, it was a great match. Uh, anytime I think Jeff Jarrett was uh, facing my boy, the bad guy, um, I thought they put on great matches. Pretty great contest between these two. What a way to kick off 1995 Royal Rumble. First match of the night. And Jarrett winning not once on a counter, but twice on a pinfall. That is right. Next match on the docket is... Your boy, John, The Undertaker, with Paul Bear, defeated IRS with Ted DiBiase. an okay match, but not a good Undertaker match. The hype with the Druids and IRS together. IRS, we were possessing the casket too. I mean, we're sterling to deal with IRS and Undertaker. But I like the way Undertaker's feud with MOD went 95. It was the start before Austin versus McMahon. Very good. Insight on the match. Next match 
is another one of my boys. It's Diesel. Fought Bret Hart to a draw for the WWF Championship. But had that corporation pre-assessed there, and the Undertaker made them sign their own death warrant. Like the Razor versus Jared, this pretty much could contest, but you could have had a decent winner with interference. Yes, you are right. The next match. <clears throat> well, this is the next match, and then this the last match. Uh, Bob Holly and One Two Three Kid defeated Tatanka and Bam Bam Bigelow with Ted DiBiase to win the tag team WWF Tag Team Championship. First match between Brett and Diesel at 94 King of the Ring happened with interference, and Diesel won by DQ. Yeah, you are right. I thought that was a pretty good match, too. That one and the one at the Royal Rumble. What did you think of the Tag Team Championship match? It was a good contest, not... At all, best acting contest, but Holly and Kid were the underdogs and beat Bam Bam and Tonka to win the tag team title. Yes, that is correct. And now to the main event the Royal Rumble 30 man over the top rope and this is just like hi see why you picked this job this is just like what's going to happen at this Wrestlemania one for all so this match was for the WWF championship oh wait no that's not right humble match for the W. Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Never mind, I read that wrong. But it has it happened before, though, I think, once. But Okay, so... And they want this man back in the Rumble this year, I heard. It's none other than... H-B-K. Shawn Michaels. By beating the British... Bulldog.
And after Bam Bam goes up, I'm going to shove a football player down because he's going to get in my face. Yeah, that's right. I want to say one thing. If you have HBK in the 2016 Royal Rumble trying to get Roman Reigns, I don't think that will happen. I'd say he'll probably just get in there and he won't be winning the title or anything. He'll just be getting in there and for a one-off, kind of a shock. They need, wow, they always have four or five surprises. And this year... Won't be different. They'll have some surprises, hopefully, uh, like we we said, some of the surprises. But I think they just want to get him in there. But uh, it's not like he's going to win anything or anything. Uh, uh, We'll have to see. But it's coming this Sunday night. The Royal Rumble. hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania 26. It'd be nice to see him wrestle against the Royal Rumble match. Yes, yes, it would. Uh, to see him one more time. So, what'd you think about that match? And then we got a bit of time to talk about. Well, JD just talks about whatever. Usually we talk about Raw or something. We just chit-chat, wrestling chit-chat for... Well, I started late so I could go a little over the 8 o'clock mark. I didn't. Oh. Um. Yeah. Huh. Uh, see what John has to say about the Rumble match of 95, and then we'll see what he wants to talk about. I mean, I think they could have done two minutes, but superstars who saw Russell could have been in the Royal Rumble, too. I think the Royal Rumble was okay, but I had the countdown run 60 seconds like that. Yeah, you're right.
So that didn't take very long, and we kind of ran that um, out the door, as so to speak. Now, we will talk about what? Uh, since you're in the chat box, you're kind of my co co ho co host. John, what would you like to talk about? John and Bulldog, gotta say props to them for lasting us this much longer. Well, do you see any surprise entry like Buddy Scott Hall, Rikishi, or some others? Uh, yes, I do. I would, I'd love to see Scott Hall. And, uh, since JD said, I think it's in Florida. So, yeah, but I think he lives in Atlanta now, though. But, uh, we could. We could see uh, him. I heard, I don't know if he'll be cleared by the time, AJ Styles. Uh, who else could we see? Uh, i trying to think. We could see... Uh, we need. You need to have at least... Three or four surprise entries, and even if they're gimmick people, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, uh, I'm just giving his name, but I didn't really want to see him in the Rumble, but, like, Brooklyn Brawler, like a gimmick-type guy like that, uh, we could see, uh, I don't know, um, maybe Kevin Nash again, we've seen him a few times. Come out for a little, little bit. Uh, what else would I see? I'd like to see maybe X Pack get in there and wrestle. Maybe as uh, one, two, three kid or have his old attire. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, uh, AJ Styles, I could see happening. I've definitely been waiting to see Styles in WWE. Yeah, me too. It's been a while, long time coming. Now, can I say another thing? A WrestleMania 32 possibility. Do you see White Family versus the League of Nations? I could, but what we have to do is pick which one would be heel, which one would be face. And, uh, so, uh, what would you pick? I, I'd keep, oh, Kendrick's on his way, all right. Uh, all right, uh, we could maybe fit his in too, maybe. We have lots of time. I don't know if we ever had to do before, but this is 
the night of first. This is the first night. John, that human suplex machine, has been on WCW US Wrestling Revisited. So tonight, we might do another first. Because who said we only had to do one pay-per-view a show? And I'm running things tonight, so there you have it. Come on. Another Smith. This will be the Smith and Smith and John show. (laughs) I'm just... Stalling for time. And, and, look, well, John, you can answer the question. Do you see, but do you see the why it's going face? I heard a long time ago they're going to go face, but, uh, I don't see the League of Nations going face. I see them keeping heel. They make good, they actually both make great heels, but both teams. I'm a big fan of both. And look at last night. But we can talk about that later. Right on. There's a new un-American. Is the League of Nations. Yeah. I could see that. Lowdown, is that you? Hello? Hey! Yeah, sorry about that, man. It's freaking wild day. Oh, it's all right, man. Uh, what we did is we we kind of kiboshed your uh, thing because uh, you weren't coming on. So what I did was I talked about the the 95 Rumble. So what we could do is, I don't know, how long, how like, how long can you stay on? I'm good. I'm good for the rest of the show, man. Okay. Uh... Because I started late, so we can run a little bit later. Because uh, uh, I wanted to do your thing, but listen, to this this is how we can do it. We can go quickly through the Royal Rumble '95 because there ain't much there. You can talk about it, and then if you want to do your thing too, we can do your paper. Yes, yeah, so that works. All right, all right. Um, quickly, I'll run down the matches of Royal Rumble '95 again. Okay. Um. The first match, uh, John said it might have been a 
Buck Quartermain defeated the Brooklyn Brawler. I don't think he's seen the match either. Okay, we'll just go on that. So the, he said this is the first match. So Jeff Jarrett defeated Razor Ramon for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Nice. Uh, you remember that match? Or? I do not. I didn't even watch that pay-per-view, man. Oh, okay. You didn't? No, sir. Right. That is, never, that's actually never, one that I need to watch. Oh, <laughs> so you never heard of any of the matches on it? No, none of the matches. <laughs> All right, we will kibosh that idea, too. Um, moving right along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen to this. Tonight is the first night Smith and Smith run the show, eh? <laughs> nice. All right. Okay, so we've been waiting. Now, what is your pay-per-view you want to talk about? Actually, I was going to keep it recent and go with WrestleMania 22. All right, we can do that. We can uh, do whatever. Uh, okay. Um, it's still a wrestling revisited thing, so... The back. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Want me to read off the matches because I got them all fired up, and then we'll talk about them. You can. I mean, I have it right here. If you want to read off, go right ahead. Oh, well, man, you can read it off if you want. Yeah, sure. Let me grab my charges on my phone because I'm gonna be here for a minute. Huh? Oh, it's right here. It's right here. I got my charger. Man, it has been a wild day, man. Work. Is, the kids have finally settled down. I got three three other people here with me, so now I can actually afford to step out. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite WrestleManias, well, you know, in recent times. I mean, well, one, it headlined my, one of my favorite, well, two of my favorite superstars. That'd be The Undertaker and CM Punk. I mean, I'm free I keep it recent for a lot, because a lot of our listeners may be young and may not know, you know, a lot of the older matches, so I decided to, wait, no, this isn't the one, I'm sorry. This is the one where Triple H fought John Cena, I'm sorry. This is when there's almost like a passing of the torch match right there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that was actually one of my favorite. Uh, that was my favorite match on the show right there. So, but I mean, I don't. I'm not really a big fan of John Cena, and I was probably one of the only younger kids in my generation that was cheering for Triple H because I, I'm always didn't. I've always had a disdain for John Cena. But um, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and start off reading the background for the match, like what led up to it and everything. Yeah, sure. All right, the main feud heading into WrestleMania was on the Raw brand. It was between John Cena and Triple H over the WWE Championship. After failing to win at the Royal Rumble match, Triple H participated in a 2006 Road to WrestleMania tournament uh, where the winner will become the number one contender for the WWE Championship. In the final match of the tournament held on February 20th edition of Raw, Triple H faced RVD and the Big Show in a triple threat match. Triple H won the match after pinning RVD following a pedigree. The Road to WrestleMania tournament determined the number one contender for the WWE Championship and was held, like I said, February 6th and the 20th of 2006. The tournament brackets were, I, I can go to the first round, was Big Show versus uh, Shawn Benjamin, which no brand of Big Show won that one. Uh, Ric Flair was going against Triple H, and Triple H beat Ric Flair, which pitted Big Show and Triple H against each other in the second round. 
Uh, also in the first round, it's Chris Masters versus Kane, which surprisingly Chris Masters picked up the win via pinfall. Carlito went against Rob Van Dam, and Rob Van Dam won via pinfall. Um, the match in Triple H uh, versus Big Show in the second round, uh, Triple H won that one, obviously. You know, we spoke on it earlier. Uh, the second round was Chris Masters versus Rob Van Dam, which Rob Van Dam won. Wait, I take that back. During Big Show and Triple H's match, it was a double countout. So they both were they both went along the fight in the in the, uh, the final round, which is as it pitted as Triple H versus Rob Van Dam and Big Show, which Triple H won via pinfall. All these these events they led up to the WrestleMania 22, as history shows itself. Now in the first match there was a there was a there was a dark match. It was a Viscera versus a Snitsky. Well, actually it was an 18 man. Interpromotional Battle Royal. I'm sorry about that. Viscera won via eliminating Snitsky. Um, I don't know if did you did you watch this wrestle, that WrestleMania? Oh yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good matchup too. I was always a, a Viscera fan, uh, especially when he uh, came out like the last when he well, when he was Viscera. Uh, what did you think of the match? Uh, that was actually it was a pretty it was a match that was capable in my opinion of actually being in the actual card instead of a dark match. Honestly, I could look at a you know one match and think that maybe we we could have taken that you know we could have easily swapped that out with another match and it would have been you know a, a show that would have been at least better if not the same. But um, and the, the this uh, he's a he's I'm. I mean, I don't really say I'm a fan of Visser, but then again, I hate Snitsky. I don't know. I think it was his teeth. I don't know. But that's just my opinion. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> if he's making that much money, he can afford a great dentist now. Uh, but, yeah, I'm yeah. going to move on to the, the second match, I guess. Oh. Uh, is there any? Is there anybody else on the line, or is it just me and you? Oh, wait, just us, but John's in the chat box. Hold on. Let me see what John thinks of that match. All right. Uh, hold on, he didn't say anything. So uh, go on to the next match, and then I'll catch him the next two matches after you're done reading the next match. All right. Um, the second match was Big Show and Kane versus Carlito and Chris Masters. That match lasted for about six minutes and 42 seconds, and it was for the World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Kane and Big Show obviously won that match right there. I mean, you know, anybody, in my opinion, I could have looked at that card and told you who I thought was going to win. Not too many people can, can you know, especially in you know in 2006 back when Kane was you know not necessarily in his prime, but he wasn't in, you know he wasn't in grandfather years. So I mean that was a that was a team that was a team to beat right there. And I, I don't think that Carlito or Chris Masters would have stood a chance. Maybe if they would have taken Carlito out and gave Chris Masters somebody else with you know some strength, maybe they could have pulled it off. But you know in my opinion, you know they they there's no other way to book that match if you're gonna put those those four guys in the same ring. You got to give it to Kane and Big Show. What did you think about the match? Um, I like the match. Um, I'm same with you. Big Show and Kane, they're two really big guys, right? And I thought Carlito, or Carlito and Chris Masters were uh, a weird tag team to be together. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I it, they, you know, they don't have anything that's going to stick out to me. I mean, it's... 
mean, I'm not trying to knock any knock Carlito because I'm sure there are some heavy duty Carlito fans out there, but you know, I'm not one of them. That's why when we, a few weeks back we were talking about how Chris uh, Carlito was talking about making a return, but he wanted like some 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 serious dough to go along with it. I'm like, dude, you didn't you didn't put butts in seats. Like all you did was go out there with an apple and spit it in people's face. And yeah, he won the Intercontinental Championship, but I mean, with the way that they've been carrying the Intercontinental Championship as of lately. It, it to me it is almost as if they're losing its prestige. But yeah, that's just my opinion. I agree with you. And you know what? I thought we talked about this before, but uh, Carlito hasn't been relevant in wrestling for since he left the WWE. And uh, and if someone if they're going to offer him money to come back, why wouldn't he just take the pay cut and come back? Right? I mean, I'm sure they're going to pay him more than what he's making now unless he's still living off the money he had in the WWE. And since he wasn't the face of the company and nowhere near the face of the company, I'm sure he wasn't really getting that much money. I mean, I mean money compared to them I and mean, compared to me, the guy's filthy rich. But, I mean, as far as them, nah. Well, this is a little off topic, but that's what happened to James Storm. The WWE offered him a low ball number, and he said, you know, basically, uh, you stick it, and then left and went back to TNA. Mm-hmm. But I like it because he's back with beer money now, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I'm going to move on to the third match, if I, unless John has an opinion on it. I don't know if he's uh, active in the chat box or not. I see him signed in, but I don't see him, uh, I don't know yeah. if he's said anything yet. Oh, hold on, he's talking now. Uh, <laughs> Battle Royal was good. Saw it on DVD. Carito Masters, like Gerard said, was a weird tag team. But if you want to talk weird, Kane and Big Show were weird, and they were my favorite tag team of 2005 and six. And he says, "Yes, he is active." Yeah. This <laughs> uh, is really weird, man. I, I, yeah. Uh, uh, this next match is actually, I think that was probably, if not, that was the second best match, right? I'm sorry, third best match. Uh, third match was, um, was Rob Van Dam versus Shelton Benjamin, Ric Flair, Finley, Matt Hardy, and Bobby Lashley in a Money in the Bank ladder match. That match lasted for about 12 minutes, which, in my opinion, I think it's pretty short for a Money in the Bank match. Um, Rob Van Dam did come out victorious, which um, which. I mean, yeah, the guy's a big. He was he's a big deal in the WWE, but I really think that you could they could have gave it to Shelton Benjamin. I mean, at that time, Rob Van Dam was already a, he was, a, in my opinion, an established uh, superstar. Bobby Lashley was already getting a good push at that time. I think that you know Matt Hardy, his history says you know that he's done it. Ric Flair's history says you know says that he obviously in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Finley, uh, he was he think he held the World Heavyweight Championship and he was a big deal in WCW. So I mean. Uh, I think that Shelton Benjamin probably deserved that one, but you know, back in the day, it wasn't really. We're going to give it to the guy that needs to get pushed because they're probably not thinking the future, thinking of the future like they should be, like they're doing now, or like they should. Well, let me rephrase that. They weren't thinking about the future back then, you know, and now they're suffering for it in their ratings because now they're trying to struggle to find the next big superstar because everybody's getting hurt left and right. So I think that would have been a perfect way to, you know, to kickstart Shelton Benjamin's career in WWE. But that's just my opinion on the match. What do you think about it, man? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match, too, for a ladder match. Not one of my favorites, but like you said, it ran too short. 
they got to run at least 20, 25 minutes now. And look at the spots they're doing nowadays in the ladder matches. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm always a Rob Van Dam fan. Goes back from ECW days, I guess. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like John, you said, but all the... Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry, I was just oh, going to no, say, like all you said about the wrestlers uh, was right on, dead on, and they, they should have did something better with Sheldon Benjamin. Yeah, uh, John said that Money in the Bank match was great. He said he loved it. Uh, there was lots of superstars in there. He was, he was torn between picking Lashley, Flair, RVD, but yeah, he went to he went to RVD. Which is that's actually it's, that's good, man. And as long, you came out happy in that in that bargain, so I'm I'm proud of you. I'm been on the edge of my seat. I mean, at the time, I mean, 2006, I was what maybe I was maybe my eighth grade year in middle school. So I mean, at that time, you know, we all wanted the big guy to win, but like that was probably the first time in my life that I had started saying. Oh, let's start pushing up some of these other guys, man, because I'm tired of seeing John Cena. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad that uh, John, one of us in this group room, you know, had somebody that came out victorious. Uh, I'm going to go on with the fourth match. That was JBL with Jillian Hall, defeated the man who shall not be naming WWE. His name is Chris Benoit. He was a champion at the time. John, uh, JBL actually defeated him and uh, became the United States champion. That match right there, I, I was a Chris Benoit. I was a Chris Benoit fan. I mean, I didn't respect the submission game back then, but now as I've gotten older, I've learned to love it because that if you if you can make somebody submit, or you can you know finish them with a diving headbutt and get the three count, that makes you that much more dangerous as opposed to a one-dimensional superstar who, who in a submission match is going to be terrible. Like you wouldn't put Matt Hardy in a submission match because I'll be against you know somebody like Kurt Angle. You know, he's probably going to end up losing that match. So, I mean, uh, I think that with them giving JBL that victory, I think that actually – not necessarily solidify him being a future Hall of Famer because after this after this match, he had a long tear of, you know, of causing mayhem. You know, uh, you know, he had the Shawn Michaels situation. He was competing with John Cena. So, I mean – Either uh, there's no either one could have won this match, Chris Benoit or JBL, and WWE would have been fine. It's not like it's gonna affect any of the ratings in the future or anything like that. So, uh, I thought it was a pretty good match. What about you, man? Uh, I thought I was a fan of both of them. Of course, uh, Chris Benoit being from Canada and JBL, the wrestling god. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> uh, I love his clothesline, clothesline from hell. Absolutely. Make people do flips all the time when he does that. What do you think, John? If you're you're there, oh, he loved it. Yeah, <laughs> John said he loved the match. Oh, right on. Yeah, who did you want to win, man? John, who did, who did, who did you want to win? <laughs> JBL. John was cheering for JBL. He got it. He got his man. Uh, um, I'm gonna move on to the uh, the fifth match. The fifth match was Ed, Edge with Lita, which I wasn't a really big fan of. Even though Edge was already the guy, I was always a you know when it came to the dating back to when it was him and Christian and the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys, I was a I was a Hardy Boys guy. So I mean, I wasn't really a big fan of Edge with Lita, especially because Lita had her history with Matt Hardy. But this is when uh Edge went against uh Mick Foley. 
in a hardcore match, and if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I think this is the match where Edge actually speared Mick Foley through a flaming table. I yeah. could be wrong. If memory serves me correct. Oh, I one of the <laughs> John says that one of the best matches of 2006, awesome hardcore contest. This was the best, if not the best, street fight. John, I'm going to agree with you on that one, there, man. Um, when they, to me, the, and, and yes, can Edge spirit. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, with that match right there, uh, I think that was also another uh, passing of the torch match also to, you know, from Mick Foley to Edge saying, hey, you are the true hardcore, excuse me, hardcore champion or hardcore king at the time. So uh, it wasn't just the, the main event that had a passing of the torch match, even though after the, the passing of the torch match and match in the last one, there was still more, and we'll get to it later, but... Um, uh, I was I wanted Mick Foley to win. I was more of a I always love uh, Cactus Jack. He was my favorite one out of the the many faces of Foley. So I wanted that one. Uh, what do you think about it, man, Sharon? Uh, well, everybody knows I'm a big Edge fan, and I thought Edge with Lita was uh, very uh, uh, rated R. I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, but I was a Mick Foley fan, just like you, uh, Cactus Jack. He was crazy in ECW, that man could do crazy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Good in my books, alright. Alright, go ahead. The next match was a Boogeyman versus Booker Booker T and Charmel match. For those of you that don't know, Charmel was Booker T's wife. I don't know if they're still going to hurt something about them having an argument and all that. I don't know how true it is they're still together, but I mean, I've always liked the Boogeyman when he rarely made his appearances, and I thought it was a pretty good idea. Yeah, it was my first time ever seeing the Boogeyman in a match. And from my – I think he's undefeated. If not, he's lost maybe one or two matches in the WC, WWE. I'm sorry. Uh, but he beat at Booker T and Charmelle, and that was actually uh, the match like that I was happy to see. Finally, you know, we got, a, you know, we got somebody that's going to win that I'm rooting for. I uh, didn't like Booker T. I, I wasn't even a big fan of him at WCW. I was actually more of a fan of his brother, which was Stevie Ray at the time. So, I mean, I began to respect Booker T over the years. But, I mean, uh, as far as back then when I was a kid, I was like, all, all in, no, I want the boogeyman to win. He's different. So, uh, it was it was a good match. It was a handicap match, and it lasted for about three minutes and 43 seconds. So, that one right there. It's not really a match that could have been main event, you know, caliber, but I do think they could have swapped that one out for the Viscera and Snitsky, Snitsky match. So, I mean, that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, I'm sure some people are out there uh, are kicking or not really are cursing me if they're listening right now. Uh, John just said uh, this is the strangest match, but I didn't love it. The only part where I liked it was Biggie Man kissing Charmelle. Yes, I agree with you 300% on that one right there. I, she, to me, she was a stuck-up bitch. And thought that she was the one. In my opinion, she looks like she acted like she was the one that made Booker T. When in actuality, Booker T. made Booker T. Or WCW made Booker T. Uh, Gerard, what do you think about the match, man? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I was a fan of Boogeyman too. Uh, I thought it was something different. Uh, the worm thing was kind of cool. Uh, I thought like was kind of gross, like grossed a lot of people out. But I, I kind of liked it. Yeah. The, the seventh match. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on to the seventh match unless uh, somebody else has. Do you have anything else you want to add, uh, John or Gerard or anybody? 
no, I don't. All right, so the second, the, I'm sorry, the seventh match on this card was slated to be Mickey James versus Trish Stratus, two of my all-time favorite uh, divas. Uh, I really hated that they got rid of Mickey James because uh, she had some backstage issues where she was, you know, she thought she was the oh shit, you scared, I'm sorry, one of my kids was getting on him. Uh, well, he was, she was the, um, she was the big deal, and she was a big deal, but. I mean, in my opinion, I think that that's also a passing of the torch match because once after the match, she started to make too many more visits. So she didn't make any more, uh, any not that many more matches after this match right here. So, uh, but Mickey James won and became the new WWE Women's Champion. So uh, it's a Divas match. It lasted actually it lasted eight minutes. It wasn't the shortest match on the card. So that that says a lot about the 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 multitude of these divas that were going up against each other. It lasted longer than the Boogeyman and Booker T match. So I mean, it was actually it was, it was a it was a good match as far as divas go. I mean, after after Mickey James left, there wasn't really any more divas that actually caught my eye. You know, I mean, Beth Phoenix could have went far, but she didn't. Uh, she ended up leaving. But um, oh, John just said this is the best divas match, and this was Mickey's time to shine. That is that is correct. I, I, I do agree with that one. Gerard, what do you think about it, man? Uh, Well, everybody knows I'm a big Trish Stratus fan. Uh, Stratus, uh, Trish fan. Stratisfaction guaranteed. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm uh, going to go with you and say that Mickey James should have, well, she did win the match, and she, uh, she needed time to grow, but she didn't really get it. And uh, they're both too... My favorite divas as well. Right. So uh, the next match is actually, in my opinion, main event caliber match. It was the Undertaker versus not Brock Hen- Brock Lesnar, but it was Mark Henry, aka Sexual Chocolate. So he wasn't in that persona at the time, but he was the world's strongest man, which he's been the world's strongest man since like what the nineties. But uh, it, it was, this was a casket match. I do remember this. That was a huge casket. Uh, the match lasted for about nine minutes and twenty eight seconds. So, with that match, I, 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 I of course, I wanted the Undertaker to win, and yeah, I, I do respect what Mark Henry's done. I love his. I used to love his bear hug and his big splash. Uh, I think that his move, the World's Strongest Slam, is just bland and boring, and he's not really a good talker on the mic. But uh, that's I, that's why I didn't really respect uh, Mark Henry. Uh, John said, if you're going to settle problems with the Undertaker, then the Undertaker will settle your problems when <laughs> when you take a ride in his casket. <laughs> and that was the lesson the world's strongest man learned that he did. Uh, Gerard, what did you think about the match, man? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, I was always an Undertaker fan, so yeah, and I. Got to go with you on the points that you made about Mark Henry. But the guy's still going. Yeah. I think he should retire soon with the big show. That's my opinion, though. But Yeah, I think he's trying to go after the WWE. He wants to shot at the WWE Championship because I think that's the only belt that he has not held, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that includes... Mark uh, Henry? Yeah, I think that's the only belt that he has not held. Or the only belt that he wants that he has not held is the WWE Championship. He has the, oh. He's at the heavyweight champion, but it's, I mean, obviously it's too late now since the belts have been unified, but I mean, it still counts as something if he was to be the, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So, I mean, I, I mean, do I see that in his foreseeable future? No. I think he's going to retire angry, so <laughs> I can't really see him uh, him getting it. 
Um, if you guys have anything else to say, I mean, I can move on to the next one. If you guys don't, I can. I can. I guess I'm gonna move on. Uh, I don't. Maybe check if John does. John, you got anything you want to add, man? Nope. <laughs> All right. The next match was Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania versus Mr. McMahon. Uh, this is a no holds bars match, and it lasted. 18 minutes and 22 seconds. This is that Vince McMahon could take a thrashing that long because that's all it was in that match. Uh, excuse me. He, uh, uh, like I said, my memory is a little bit cloudy, but I think this is the match where Mr. McMahon was carried out on the stretcher, but as he carried, was carried on the stretcher, he flipped off Shawn Michaels, which to me, I thought that was just the funniest thing ever. Uh, okay. <laughs> John says one of HBK's best matches, and also one of the best Vince McMahon matches as well. That is true. Usually when they slot Vince McMahon in a match, he's either going to cheat to win or he's getting destroyed. Gerard, uh, uh, what did you think about the match, man? Oh, it was brutal. Uh, just like you said, Vince McMahon took an ass beating for this century. Uh, everybody, I think, uh, well, Vince was covered in blood, though. I think the ring was covered in blood. So was uh, Shawn Michaels, I think. Yeah, I think most mo- most of that blood was uh was uh Vince McMahon's. Uh, John just added. He said he loved the DH crotch chop on top of the ladder <laughs> and put Vince McMahon through the table as well. I remember. I think he had a garbage can over his head too. Uh, that is an insult to injury. Right? They didn't even see it coming. Poor guy, being sarcastic to the fullest. I think this, he earned that. He deserved that. He needed that. Um. Uh, as for the next match, it was Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton and Kurt Angle. And it was a triple triple, triple threat for the World Heavyweight Championship match. I remember watching this match. I was excited. Rey Mysterio was one of my favorite wrestlers at, at that time. You know, I was a big fan of him in w, WCW when he was on my, the, the alias Rey Mysterio Jr. Um yeah, it was it was a match. It was a it was like the ultimate underdog match, pretty much. And that match lasted about nine minutes and nineteen seconds. Uh, when you go against someone like Randy Orton and Kurt Angle, who in my mind are are definite Hall of Famers. I mean, depending if Kurt Angle can uh, if he can mend some wounds, you know, with the WWE because he kind of left on not good terms, but then again, not bad terms. So I mean, I think he could he could definitely see him his way into the the Hall of Fame, even though he only stayed with the WWE for uh, a few years before jumping shit to TNA. However, I think it's best for Kurt Angle to um, to make amends with Vince McMahon because usually when superstars jump shit to TNA and they come back to WWE, they don't really get that big of a push unless your name is Jeff Hardy. So I think that that was probably one of the better matches on this card. I mean... This this WrestleMania it, it stuck out to me because it has multiple matches that could have been a um, a main event match. I think the Rey Mysterio match could have been a main event. The Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon could have been a main event. The Undertaker Mark Henry could have been a main event. Uh, what else we got here? I'm gonna see. Uh, I think that Edge and uh, Mick Foley match could, it could have been a main event. That's why it stuck out to me because it has multiple matches that could be a main event match and. Uh, uh, John just said, I really enjoyed the triple threat match. For Ray to dedicate his victory to Eddie Guerrero, he wanted to win that title for Eddie. And uh, and you're you're right on that one, man. I, 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 Eddie Guerrero is one of my favorite superstars also. Uh, I didn't like how they put Randy Orton in the position to disrespect Eddie Guerrero the way he did. I think it was too soon. 
what did you think about it, Gerard? Uh, it was pretty good for a triple threat match. I thought it could have went a little longer. Like you said, it only went nine minutes and something. Uh, kind of short for a triple threat championship match. Uh, right. Yeah, well, you made all good points. Uh, I think it was too soon, but they're going for the heel heat like they do. Well, they don't do much anymore, but maybe they should. But, uh, yeah, overall, it was a good match. Uh, one moment, please. All right, I'm back. All right, so, uh, John said he didn't want to add anything else. Um, so I got one of my kids in there. He likes wrestling, too, so I'm going to sit here and watch me do the show. I'm sure he oh. doesn't. Know, I'm sure he doesn't remember this match as it happened in 2006. I think it was what five. All right. So um, you want to say hey to everybody? Not one of my friends. I can't tell you his name for the sake of the company policy, but you want to say hey if you want to. Hi. That's one of my, my boys. Hey. Uh, yeah. One of the. Uh, I'm gonna move on to the next match. The next match was Tori Wilson versus Candice Michelle, which she won. It was a Playboy pillow fight. Now, me, me being me, I'm a big fan of the puppies, but. Uh, I did not watch this match. Honestly, it lasted about three minutes and 54 seconds, so I'm sure that I was probably using the bathroom or eating. I don't know. I was doing something. I mean, me being a, the guy that I am, I, with pillow fights and everything, I know that it's not going to get to the point to where it's going to be like, a, oh, my God, you know, Candace Michelle had a boob slip or something like that, you know. And had it did, I would have been upset because I missed it. But, I mean, it didn't happen in this match. So, I mean, it, it didn't stick out to me. <laughs> John says, the only thing I could say to this is boring. And well, I mean, I'm I'm sure the WWE knew it was gonna be boring too, man. They only slotted it for four minutes. But then again, they're probably just making, you know, it was probably a filler match, honestly, for uh for uh Johnson and the next match between Johnson and Triple H. But I in this match right here, I think that it was boring, like you said, bland, it was short, was probably no storyline behind it. I don't remember the aftermath of the match, but I don't think there was anything that that ended up that came of it after that. There was like a big feud that everybody was talking about at school the next day. But I do think that this is actually history for WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is the only, the, I'm sorry, the first WrestleMania where there were two Divas matches in the same night. So that's probably a big, that's a big deal for the Divas uh, in uh, WWE. Uh, what do you think about it, Gerard? Yeah, uh, I thought it was, those gimmick matches back in the day, I guess, were all right, but... I'm glad they kind of don't have them anymore because they were kind of, like you guys said, boring and like, you know. But, you know, one thing they should have maybe is a gravy match, a gravy pool match. I used to like those, though. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the, the recent Vicky Guerrero departure with Stephanie McMahon. I, you got you got to love those matches. Um, yeah. When you dip a girl in chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, I mean, like I said, it's, it's boring. I'm, I'm not going to beat on it too long because, I mean, if I'm going to talk about something that's boring for so long, I'm going to put the listeners to sleep. So I'm going to move on to the main event where it was the John Cena versus Triple H match. And John Cena, if you guys remember, John Cena defeated uh, Triple H using the uh, using the STFU. That's what it was called at the time. That's the STF. He defeated him in the match last for a whopping 22 minutes and two seconds. 
and that was when John Cena defeated Triple H, and he was the champion in, champion in the match technically. So they he retained the title against Triple H. Uh, that was the match that like that had me on the tip of my seat because it, they had that, that's probably one of the the greatest matches of WrestleMania. I mean, I, I think I, I can put that match in the same category as the the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels the first time. That's probably, like I said, it's probably one of the greatest matches ever. I mean, I don't, I don't think that you could ever put those two superstars in the ring again and get that kind of a quality of a match. I mean, I think that it looked like they, they worked, they worked together for a long time. You would think that these guys, that Johnson had been in the industry for about twenty years, but he was, he was a newcomer at the time. Excuse me. This is the match where all the grown men were like, "Yeah, you know, go Triple H," and all the kids were like. Let's go, Cena! And then, you know, like I said, the Let's go, Cena! Cena sucks! And that was when that match, that was when it first started right there, in my opinion. You know, that was when it, people started taking notice to it. So, I mean, it was a, it was a great match. What did you think about it? And uh, I'm waiting for John to respond also. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a decent match. It went pretty good time for a championship match. I'm all, I was always a... Uh, Triple H fan, never really been a John Cena fan, so uh, kind of sucked that he, Triple H didn't win, but he kind of, like you said, passed the torch to John. Yeah. It was a, it was a great match. I mean, I, I loved it. And uh, let's see what uh, John here. John just said, awesome contest, pretty great contest. One of the best championship matches at WrestleMania 22, just like Hogan and Andre versus Hogan versus Andre at WrestleMania 3. And Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 15 and 17. That is probably the best analogy that you get. You got me beat as far as my analogy goes. I couldn't think of a match to compare it to, but John hit the nail on the head when he when he uh, when he threw out those analogies, those comparisons. Uh, overall, out of the show, I, I like the show. It's one of my favorite WrestleManias ever. I don't think that there's ever going to be a WrestleMania where there are so many superstars with main event caliber. You know, uh, work ethic. So I mean, there's a lot of people like I think you know Candice Michelle. She's somebody that everybody knows. Ray Mysterio, everybody knows. Randy Orton, Kurt, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Man, The Undertaker, uh, Edge, JBL, RVD. You know, there's a lot of people in that show that every that people know. Now you got you know fights where you're like, well, who is this guy? And you know, this, this is one of the WrestleManias that you can actually sit through through its entirety. And when you had to use the bathroom, you could pick that Tory Wilson versus Candice Michelle match. You want to use the bathroom, but uh, overall, out of the show, I would give it a nine out of ten. And that's and that's rare that I give somebody give a show that high of a rating. But that's just me being all nostalgic and everything. Uh, Gerard, what would you think about the whole the show the whole? Uh, I thought it was uh, good. Same as same as what you said. I thought that we have the same opinion on that. Yeah. Uh, John just said he gives it a nine out of ten. Also, uh, you said you gave it a nine. That's twenty-seven out of thirty. And uh, John just said, "All right, you'll see us in an hour uh, tonight. Be well, sure to 40, tune in." Forty minutes. In about forty minutes. Yeah. Um, also, I'm going to take this time to pause and for station identification. We're on talk shoe. If you want to call in, it is seven two. Was too late to call in now, but it's seven two four 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 seven four four four. Uh, I repeat again, seven two four 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 seven four four four. With the uh, with the uh, I'm sorry, the ID, ID number is gonna be one three nine, and uh, I'm with ID numbers, I put them all the time. Gerard, if you can remind them what the uh, ID number is, that would be great. 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's one three nine nine two six. There we go. So, um, overall, this is great WrestleMania. Uh, be sure to tune in in about forty minutes. At, uh is it Revolution, correct? Gerard, <laughs> yeah, it's Revolution. <laughs> Revolution Radio. I'm still trying to learn the schedule, man. Uh, join us next week at uh, Wrestling Revisited. Same day, same time. Uh, guess I'll see you guys later. All right. Thanks for coming on, Lowdown. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, you too, John. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> All right, so this has been this has been WCW Revisited. I am your host, King NWOGTS. That was the Lowdown Smith and John, the Human Suplex Machine. So thank you guys, and good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.